mega tush call and she is hot pink houston and i love pink and i thought i have one of the best jobs in the world but this call gets to eat and drink at all the best places and travel and write about it and i'm actually a journalism major so I aspire to be you, and now I'm on the contestant, but I get to interview you. Yeah. So it's pretty exciting. <laughs> so uh, we are also with, of course, my fabulous, dashing husband, and even Grace Kelly's here walking around with us, and we are living the authentic life. And we are coming to you every week, Thursdays, 10 o'clock. Last week we were in Vail. Next week we're going to be back in Vail. So we're excited to be home, but our store has been open by appointment. And of course, we could not come to you without the amazing Adam Andrus, who's in studio today. Shout out to Adam. Yay. I don't know. Do we have that clapping noise thing that you can do? <laughs> but every week we sit down with personalities who have taken this amazing journey in life to really be authentic. And when you look at her feed, you know she's authentic. You see so much of her personality in it and her darling smile. And it's also commitment and connection and collaboration that leads to all that. So we're going to dive in. Of course, everyone in the world wants to be able to do what they're passionate about. And you are passionate about food and drink. And you have done these amazing journeys with restaurants and bars and nightlife. And then you're a representative for the city of Houston downtown you've done videos i saw that amazing picture of you walking in front of the mural yeah. like how does one get to this place of the dream job well i think yeah i sometimes i, I <laughs> sometimes i stop and think how did this happen you know because i feel like i'm just constantly just doing it you know mm -hmm. and you have to just remember that it's all happening else you have to appreciate it but exactly I, appreciate the ride because sometimes right. COVID happens and you're like I know oh this ride is hard I know and I honestly miss eating out at restaurants like every day because I know you still can right now but it's different it's all changed right you, it's yes. not the same so um but you know honestly the way that it's <laughs> sorry Grace Kelly likes lotion she likes my lotion so she is definitely saying hello to Mega in a big way hold on yeah. I'm gonna take care of this <laughs> I love her um that costs extra <laughs> um so no honestly I think that the way that it has all happened for me is mm -hmm. that I honestly love doing the stuff that I do mm -hmm. when someone asks me to do something or if I want to participate in something I actually enjoy it. I don't just take opportunities if there's something in it for me or, you know, I actually love it. I, I want to participate in these things for the city that's been my home. You know, uh -oh. can you turn that off to that? I don't know what that is. Sorry. It's yeah. my alarm. Oh. Ah, I know. The crazy yeah, things the, happen. All the fun things. <laughs> Wait, how do I go back? So being live. Exactly. Well. There we, there we are. are. Okay. <laughs> um, yeah, so I, I feel like, you know, Houston's been my home for almost 35 years. And I... <laughs> I guess, <laughs> this is just going to be... Comedy! It's always fun at the Vintage Contessa. Hilarious! Yeah. Make sure mine's on. <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> there we go. See, this shows you how real we are, guys. <laughs> um, so, yeah, no, I think that, uh, you know, for me, I started just kind of posting things on Instagram about mm -hmm. food. 
and you know, I'm a lot older as far as like bloggers go. Well, you know, I joined Instagram way later than a lot of people joined it. Uh-huh. And I thought, you know, why be on Instagram when there was already like Facebook and like Friendster and MySpace and all these things where people were just posting the same thing. MySpace, you're showing your age. I know. <laughs> I, hey, I have no problem with that. I have no problem with that. But yes, I was on all of them and everything was the same. It was like pictures of you and your friends and your pets and... I just thought I wanted to do something different. So when I joined Instagram, I felt like I was only going to post pictures of food. And this was years and years ago, well, like five or six years ago. And so that's what I did. And honestly, I mean, at that time, I could not afford to eat at like Cafe Annie or, mm-hmm. you know, like every day. And But I wanted to post. So I would go outside and take a picture of the patio, you know, like a creeper. And I would go <laughs> I would outside, you know, the tasting room. Yeah. And, you know, I wasn't buying bottles of wine, but I would say great patio weather for a bottle of your favorite you know cabernet and i would just post every day and i learned about hashtags and so that's what i did and i started my little food social media blog and a lot of people weren't doing it like now of course this is like the kardashian age where everybody is like an influencer what's your instagram handle yeah what's your blog name yeah so you know (laughs) you can like trade your you know like a product for like a post right so everything is that way but at that time, it wasn't like that. So I started doing this, and then people started noticing. So they were like, okay, well, why don't you come in and eat and you know, post a steak dinner for whatever? So I started doing that, and the followers started increasing because I was so passionate about it. And if I saw any kind of interest, I would just get even more excited. So I started really styling the posts and really getting into it. And I was literally getting nothing out of this, except it was a hobby of mine. You, know? you had a job at the time? Oh, yeah, I had a full-time job. So this was just an outlet. Like, this was just something I enjoyed because I've been in Houston my whole life, and people always used to ask me where to eat. And so I thought, well, if I have this, people could just refer to Instagram. They don't have to always ask me, where should we go out to eat? This was my, well, go to my Instagram, and you can see all the places that. Lying again. FedEx is here. Someone's sending me a check. Um, So what I love about it is, with all the guests that we've been interviewing, the one thing I find with every successful person is consistency. And you said you posted every day. Yeah. That's that Malcolm Gladwell, 10,000 hours. And also Angela Duckworth from Brit that talks about passion. Anytime you're passionate and it's really in your core and it's really what you're doing. His was coins that then evolved to watches. Mine was fashion and handbags and travel. Yeah. And so, and the other thing is you said you had another job while you were doing it. You were doing, so that's the other thing that I feel like so many people get confused about. They go to college and they're like, okay, I'm going to graduate and be a food and travel blogger. And you're like, yeah, you are. Yeah. So it doesn't happen that way. And I used to be like that. I used to think, I want a cool job. Well, it's like, what is a cool job? Like, how do you get that? You know, so you just kind of have to. Do something that you like, and you might not get paid, you know, you probably won't get paid for it, or you won't just automatically get that way. But if you do something every day, you know, and you work towards it, and you actually like doing it, and you do a good job, it will lead to something. And I'm talking about this was five, six, seven years ago, you know, and I'm now getting to something, you know, doing all these things. These things have all, you know, you know, gotten to become this way because of the work that I've been years ago. But, you know, because of COVID, it, it, things fall apart, too. And, you know, posting every day, the stuff that I'm saying now, I don't do it anymore because of all this stuff. Like, it'll get, like, 
because of everything that's happening, it'll go two weeks now where I won't post because there's nowhere to go out to eat. Or if I get takeout, it doesn't look as pretty at home and I have to really style something at my house to make it look pretty for a post or something. And it's, and it's depressing and I feel blah and I don't want to do it. So I won't post for two weeks and I think, oh my God, I'm not following my own, you know, like preaching that I used to do for people. And so, I think that's so important for everyone here is that people say to me, oh, every time I see you, you're so excited. And I'm like, yeah, but I have to like dig deep some yeah. days. It yeah. is not easy. It's not easy for anyone. And if you look online, I think that's the other thing that COVID's done is we've all been more able to express that it's hard and know that the journey's hard. And Rob, I mean, you know, we've pivoted. Talk about the pivot and our business before, I would go to a show two or three times a month. We would travel around the world. I had a huge Hong Kong show where we would a million dollars in business in a 10-day period. All that's been canceled. So we've had to relearn on how to make money, how to cut expenses, how to pivot, how to change a whole new world. We don't want more than two or three people coming in now. It's very difficult when someone's wearing rubber gloves to try on an engagement ring. The whole appeal of that is changing but we're learning we're adapting and we just have to you know know with the way the world's changing your posts about donuts i watched all your donut posts i'm a huge <laughs> I, I looked i saw you even a oh, shout out to river oaks donuts my favorite That's donut donuts. Yeah. Wow. you had donuts with fried chicken between them yes those, you, i love those you had donuts with chocolate and caramel and other things on, I'm just like, you're going, oh my God. And how you're so skinny doesn't make sense to me, but that's all good. Well, I do love donuts, but I, you know, they're, I don't, I'm, I don't run out and eat donuts every day. They're it's rare, but I do like donuts. Okay. Cause I saw that and I just go, all right, she has this great job. She's figured out how to monetize it and she can eat donuts. I mean, <laughs> I, know. I eat donuts <laughs> once a month, maybe. And that's, I don't let her know because if I don't bring one home and then, you know, we're trying to stay COVID fit, not COVID fat, or COVID thin, not COVID thick. It I know. You know, it went from like the quarantine 15 to now it's the COVID 19. I'm like worried <laughs> what's next. I know it's, you know, it's gotten bad. I mean, I, everyone has their, you know, their weight that they try to stick with. And my, you know, I have mine too. And, you know, but I try to eat well. The stuff I, when I eat well, I don't post that. Like sometimes, because I think that no one wants to see that when I'm eating no. like, salad or grilled chicken but i have found that people like my um i'm trying to do keto and intermittent fasting and that's really worked for me i think everyone's body's different yeah but i've posted before that i use lettuce instead of chips when i'm at the uh eating text have a case okay so i think sometimes you might want to put that out there because then people might think oh i had no idea i could go to this restaurant and find a way to be healthy yeah that so might be a transition but i love that you're authentic to you and I think that, like, that's what I was asking Sarah Adam Pepez, our um, guest from uh, last week. And she um, said that she looks at every single post. She has someone help her. What I found also to be this thread of successful people is that they're vested, invested, their thoughts are completely portrayed. So it's not about dictating just looking for what people want you're also being true to you right. and you're being true to what you want to put out there and i think a lot of that i found interesting came from your childhood you're an immigrant lived with your 
aunt and uncle when you moved here, they were doctors. Tell us about that journey because I think that's also incredible because there's so many conversations about how are immigrants treated when they come to the U.S. And we interviewed Johnny Jane. He was an incredible immigrant. Tell us your story. Well, yeah, so I, um, I came here in the 80s with my parents. I was born in India as well. And um, yeah, we lived with my uncle for a year and I grew up in A-Leaf. And, um, and then, yeah, the, I mean, the journey was definitely, it, it had its steps. I mean, we grew up in A-Leaf. My parents had to go to school again here in America. They, you know, my dad went to U of H and my mom went to HBU. And, you know, we, my sister and I, we saw them work really, really hard. So we both had a really strong work ethic. And we know that, um, you know, everything that they've, that they've done for us. So, I mean, we have, uh, we've seen that, you know, everything that they've kind of um, <clears throat> put themselves through for where we are now. And they're, you know, they had us very young. So they're, we all feel like we're friends now, like they're mm -hmm. very young. Um, so, um, I, you know, at the same time, I feel like I've been in Houston for, like I said, 35 years that I even though I've been through all that and I remember it, my sister was born here. And even though I came here when I was very young, I still feel like just like an American, you know, I, I feel like, you know, I've seen those struggles. I feel like just a Houstonian, an American. Um, well, I feel like Houston is so multicultural. Yeah, it's so diverse. It's so and diverse. And like I was saying to you, we had Rushi with LCA on our prior podcast. So much about the and I think it's, I say this almost every episode, you can literally spend a day in our life and Rob's phone calls are with people from 30 different countries. And in this building, there's people from India, there's people from, I mean, all over the world. But India is known for having amazing diamond dealers. So much of the diamond business we do is with India. In Houston, so it, it, feels more inclusive. It exactly. doesn't feel like it's separated or delineated. Right. Or I've never felt like that here in Houston. It just feels like, I mean, of course it's home and it just feels comfortable and I've never felt any, you know, any other different way. Whereas mm -hmm. maybe in different parts of the country, you sort of feel that way. Mm -hmm. You know, we obviously see that stuff on the news or you hear about it. I've never had to deal with that, thankfully. That's why when we had our march, 60,000 people in downtown Houston, we had very minimal problems. A couple people that were that were problems probably were not real Houstonians. Right. Because we all get along, or at least we try to get along. Houston's known as the most diverse city in the nation, yeah. for this, especially for its size. Right. And, and that's why it's so much fun to write about food here and experience food here. Um, because it's so, and, and the people, so I read one of the articles you wrote about we had lots of them. We yes. were watching. We were but the upper food all restaurant yeah. called Veranda. Right. Inez, tell us about that because there's so many people that are authentically Indian cooking Indian food. Do you know the difference? When it's oh, all, yeah. Tell us about that. Yeah. Uh, so people always ask me, where should I eat Indian food? Uh -huh. Because, you know, they, they presume that's your expertise. Well, yeah. You're like, well, I'm kind of the donut girl. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I know. I know, right? Um, no, so, we're, of course, we've been eating Indian food in Houston since the 80s, you know, yes. my parents have always taken us to eat Indian food, um, and of 
course, I love my mom's Indian food. I'm always like making Indian food. I honestly, I can make one or two dishes, uh-huh. but I just really can't cook the best Indian food. Um, I probably eat out too much. He's so a better stay. chef than me. Yeah. I and mean, I'm Italian. Yeah. 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 It's fine. Yeah. <laughs> um, no, so honestly, I think like some of the best places to eat are probably like in Little India over off of Hillcroft and, you know, Harwin. Mm-hmm. Some of those restaurants are really good. Um, but that restaurant, Veranda, mm-hmm. over on Upper Cur- Kirby, it's, you know, it's newer. It only opened maybe just a year ago. And it's it's kind of like a fine dining, like sort of chic, real trendy. Mm-hmm. And the owners had a restaurant um, out in Sugarland, and they closed that one down, and they made this one. And it's just they wanted cocktails, and they wanted it to be just a place where people could really kind of dress up and go out to eat and still have that really authentic dining experience. So they really do have a, a nice menu. Um, the herbs that they bring, they grow in their own garden in Sugarland, and it's a husband and wife that own it. So I really do, um, I do think that place is like a really nice place for people who want experience. I also really like Karen's, mm-hmm. um, and I like Pondicherry. I think Pondicherry is I love Anita, who owns it. I think those three are solid choices. But if you want, like, an India type of experience where you're getting, like, a casual street eats type of, you know, dining experience, you could go to Little India. And you can get, like, vegetarian food, um, like South Indian. You can get North Indian. You can get, you know, anything you want, really. There's Shiv Sagar, which is next door to Himalaya. Of course, everybody knows Himalaya. You know, you hear about that. Mm-hmm. Anthony Bourdain ate there. But next door... Is a little place that my parents and I have been eating since the 80s, and it's called Shivsagar, and it's all vegetarian. You can two people can eat for like under 12 bucks, and it's just delicious. You're speaking my language. Yeah, now. it's it's awesome. But, so the food is not only all vegetarian. Some of these restaurants also serve like the chicken tikka masala. Oh yeah, you can. There's plenty of places that are non-vegetarian, but the one I was talking about particularly, like Himalaya, is non-vegetarian, okay. and you can get like you know that chicken tikka. Good, good naan bread. Really good naan. Yeah, they, he even does like that fried chicken, that Indian fried chicken. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think Himalaya's Indo Pak. Really good. So, and then yeah. this guy's barbecue. Oh, I saw. You're like the K- Killens ambassador. Yeah, Killens. You have to go to Killens. <laughs> I go there and I have to wait for 45 minutes in line. And I don't wait in line for anything. Well, come, come with me. I mean, and I see she's got one rib and, and, and I'm looking going, yeah, Kilns is good, and um, so he's opening a new barbecue restaurant in the Woodlands. Okay. So it'll be barbecue in Fairland and the Woodlands. I mean, oh, that's okay. super exciting. And then finally, a restaurant in the Heights, so people don't have to to, to do the drive. The yeah, they don't have to. Yes. People in the city can eat, you know, Kilns in the Heights. So that's super exciting. That's opening really soon. So he's doing a ton of stuff. So he keeps me busy. A lot of stuff. And it's fun, yeah. Everyone loves it. I've never had a bad meal. Everything yeah. is fantastic. I took our daughter there a couple of months ago, and I said, we'll have one rib. And she goes, Daddy, I, I want some ribs, too. I said, no, believe me, one rib's enough. We had a rib, and we had a little bit of brisket, and we left food. And I don't leave food. It's just yeah. not the way I was raised. She goes, I've never seen a rib so big, but it, the meat fell off the bone. And I'm yeah. not getting paid by Killens. I'd like to, though. <laughs> it's about as good a barbecue I, I, don't, I get excited. I get excited. That's fantastic. Yes. Uh, at the Compte Monet, we can do some talking to you. It's fantastic. Yeah, no, it is really good. It's fun because you get that, like, 
Insta, spot, you know, like the pictures are always good for Instagram. And the food's just really good too. So. And, and the people waiting in line is multicultural. I mean, and we're all BSing and all laughing because we're all excited. Go, let's hope this mine loose. I'm so hungry and everybody's getting all antsy. And only wait outside down there when it's in springtime. Summertime, it gets a little warm. You got to stay by the side of the building where yeah. you get some shade and stuff. Yeah. See, I've been there. I, I and the outdoor picnic tables, got to like that too. Yeah, yeah, it's a little fun. Okay, so you've been on other podcasts. Tell yeah. us about and this downtown alliance. So how does that even come about? How cool. Yeah, the downtown, it was like a commercial uh -huh. uh, last year on TV. Um, they contacted me. Well, I lived, I lived in downtown. I don't know more, okay. but I lived there for a few years. Um, and they contacted me and they, they knew I lived around and I would always eat and I would walk just places because I lived um, just right in the middle of this apartment called The Star. It was like one of those mid-rise buildings. It's just kind of in the middle of everything. And I, um, my one of my best friends, Greg Morago, he's the food editor for The Chronicle. So we would just walk places. We'd go to Sunny's, the bar, and we would go to Bur uh, Shake Shack for burgers and um, down to Zochi for Mexican food mm -hmm. and um, in the Marriott Marquis. So, the, you know, and I would post everything on my Instagram with Greg, and we'd always have fun. So they contacted me, and they said, hey, we're looking for a, a host for, like, a, a dining host for one of our commercials. They had, like, a fashion host. They had a dining host and like, a real estate kind of host for all these different commercials for downtown to kind of spotlight it um, for people to kind of see how cool it was to live in downtown. Mm -hmm. And they wanted me because they knew I actually lived there, so it would be authentic. And I was like, yeah, I'm in. So they shot this commercial, and it was 30 seconds for, for TV, and then like a longer interview style where I got to interview three chefs for online. So we went to um, Pente, which Danny Trace is a great friend. And um, we did uh, at a restaurant, one by the park, Brasserie du Parc, the French mm. restaurant. Yes. And then La, uh, La Calle, which is the Mexico, the Mexico City-inspired mm -hmm. restaurant. And so he's got with masks all on the wall. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Those luchador masks. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And so we did all those three and we had so much fun. And then the commercial was on TV and I loved it. And that was how that worked out. And, and then, I love that you say that you are friends with the Chronicle writer because I think that in so many other cities, things are where you're not supporting each other. Yeah. So it's almost like you guys are competition. You're there. But but you're not, you're also working together in the industry. And that's yeah. what people find kind of surprising about the jewelry industry is that we're all buying and selling to each other too. And we're all friends and we, before we- We're not all friends. Not there's all of us. that we like to They're work with that, you that like have your back. there's other people. Yeah, well, I think, I think well, Houston, I just feel like is different than others mm -hmm. in all respects. Mm -hmm. And I think um, Houston's just not like that. I think we're also warm, I mean, we're warm, but again, People just like certain people and you gravitate towards certain people that you like, you know? Well, of course, because she has similar interests. Right. So you guys could be like, well, I'm going here. You might as well, we could go together because you have this right. way of looking at it. So the other thing that's changed so much with COVID is travel. Yeah. I saw that you went to Wisconsin and wrote about cherry pie. Yeah. He's from <laughs> Chicago, so he spent oh, yeah. his summers in Wisconsin yeah. on Lake Delavan. Wisconsin so tell us so how to get to Wisconsin for cherry pie. <laughs> well, <laughs> so I was at City Book for three years. Um, I was their like food editor for the magazine. Uh -huh. And so, you know, once you start writing for them, I did some Texas stories. Mm -hmm. And then once you start doing some travel stories, you'll get 
you know, approach to different destinations as far as, um, you know, resort towns or yes. things that they kind of want to talk about. So we got approached to write about Door County, which mm-hmm. is this lovely destination in Wisconsin. Um, I guess people summer there, or and I think that story, that was a fall story. Like, visit yes. fall. And I think people don't think about that because it's so cold there. I think yes. when I went, it was October, it was snowing. Like one of the days out oh, there, it was yeah. snowing. But the leaves are changing, the big oak the, trees yes. and all the lakes everywhere. Yeah, so I went there for like a week uh-huh. and um, it was so gorgeous. And so that was what that story was. It's like fall colors, like come visit in the fall. Mm-hmm. Because people naturally go there for the summer because the weather is really good. But it was so beautiful there in the fall, and the food was so good because of like fish boils and, of course, the cherry pies and apple orchards. And that's where that story came from. Because, yeah, naturally, here no one thinks of Wisconsin. And they you don't want, think of going on vacation to Wisconsin. Right. And I but now would, people are thinking about going I want to take them anywhere there. Yeah, that they well, can go yeah, on a road trip. I know. We're road tripping to Marfa. Have you been to Marfa? I haven't, and I want to. How long is the drive? Are. 536 miles approximately. So it's um, eight hours if you're not trying too hard. My okay. goal is to do it in six hours. We can average 90. Oh my I'm just gosh. kidding, 90. <laughs> but it's beautiful. And when we get there, it should be fantastic. So it's and, a good day. Like you could leave in the morning and get there by the Yeah, we're going to go Saturday. Early yeah. Morning, yeah, Saturday. And the, the best part is they have a Prada store there, but it's a fake Prada store. So yeah, so I don't have to spend, spend any money. <laughs> so to me, that's how she gets the thrill of the shopping. Yeah. But she doesn't have to spend the money. Yeah. Not that I'm against anything she does because I'm just gung-ho, especially when we do a giveaway. We're probably going to do a giveaway, too. I just love giving away free stuff every day. Yeah. It's just what I, my, what I was put on this earth to do. <laughs> I think I just sorted that that's so funny. <laughs> so yes, we I will see. be doing a giveaway with you with this amazing yes. um, Boyard uh, keychain key holder. And we actually have some belts that are accessories with that that we Oh, yeah. But um, I also saw you were in Santorini, Greece back in October. Uh, I know, and I'm so glad I went because. Thank God. We just celebrated my dad's 80th in Italy. In Sicily. Sicily. And I don't know when we'll ever I know. Again. So was that for work? Was that no, for fun? No, that was just for fun. Yeah, that was just for fun. It was like a week and a half or two uh-huh. weeks for, with my parents, just us three, just for fun. Oh, yeah. Nice. So you went to the Black Sand Beach, did you the Lava Beach? And yes, and went to, well, so you went to Santorini, Mykonos, and then Athens, of course, um, Delphi, Delphi, and um, oh my God. and then what was that, I don't remember the name now, but where the, um, those uh, monasteries are up in the, uh, up in those fall. rocks, yes. yeah, well, they're rocks, they're big, it's, it's, island, yeah. Yeah. it's all rock, yeah, um, town now but it was yeah it was just the most beautiful Greece is heavenly I mean it's just one of the most beautiful places I've ever been I went to Italy I think two years before that I mean I'm so glad I went to these places because honestly I mean I would just we don't know what we can do now about that we're gonna all travel domestically looks like we're gonna all buy RVs I know I know um just uh take eat takeaway food but you need to make it pretty I know we haven't we I looked I didn't see a lot of posts for food lately and I'd love to find good takeout food because I did take out barbecue last night, not to Killens because it's a long drive somewhere else. Yeah. And um, I want to. But we did order takeout from Tony's. We had oh. Donna and Tony Balone on our prior podcast. And, and that was fantastic. It was okay. as I haven't had that yet. 
as it was. It was as good as the restaurant, the except restaurant. for the ambiance. I mean, not yeah. that it was a bad ambiance. But we my sat wife. outside in the backyard and yeah. we made a picnic. And I think that's what people have to do is they have to, you can't just give up and say, this is miserable. You have to say, we have to find new ways to be creative and create moments that are special. And we do that with food and wine. Right. Yeah, no. So I will tell you, I'm, I'm going to say the, the last few good takeout meals that I've had uh, recently, and I've been trying to do my best. I just moved. So um, it's been hard for me to kind of get all this together with making beautiful posts. What part of the city are you in now? Now I'm in kind of like the edge of, or in between Montrose and River Oaks. Okay. So, um, I, so yeah, I thought I was close to here, but I, 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 I you're like, no, yeah, not, not so close. Not so close. Yes. But, um, I had, um, a, t- a really good takeout meal from, um, to Annie. Oh, they're doing amazing okay. takeout okay. meals for like kind of uh, kind of a whole thing like where you get like salad and like protein and sides and everything so that was really good and i left sam there i walked in a fashion show with him oh yeah the last event we had in houston the italian the next day yeah. and um he is super cool he's darling great hair <laughs> really good hair. Shout out to Sam. Yeah. The great hair. And um, the great food. <laughs> yeah. No, the, the, that place was really, they did a really nice Denver, job. And they delivered too. Amazing restaurant. Yeah. Tonight, I'm trying Traveler's Table. Mm-hmm. They're doing bento boxes. Oh. Um, so you kind of get like everything just sort of all in one. And they're doing cocktails to go. So I think that's fun. And then Backstreet Cafe has been really good. We had a great meal at Backstreet a couple of weeks ago. Yeah. And so probably a month, yeah. a month ago. Fantastic. Great deals on the wine. Not a yes. shout out. I mean, not a, I'm not getting paid by them again. Yeah. But their wines were very reasonable. Food was fantastic. Right. We had to make some jalapeno um, vodka drinks that we designed ourselves. And they knocked it out of the park. Yeah. No, I agree great. with the wine deals. Really good wine deals. Actually, I didn't even order wine. I just ordered food. And when I pulled up on the curbside, they had like a chalkboard thing with all their wine deals of that for that day. That's like, smart. Yeah. And I just, I added wine bottle, you know, on. So... And it's really, really, actually, it's really close to where I live now. So okay. I go back straight a lot. And Hugo's has been really good, too. Well, our favorite spot in town that we had my 50th birthday was Blue. And I saw that oh. you featured their beignets, which is our yeah. daughter's favorite Those are good. thing That's her to order from there. She doesn't have a salad first. She eats the beignets. <laughs> oh, my and God. She'll have her friends sometimes have, have lunch or dinner with us there. And I'll look and I'll go. It says you ordered two orders of beignets. Well, yeah, Dad, I had one for dessert and one for as an appetizer. I said, oh, okay. Oh, my That's God. Good. That's smart. Dessert first. Exactly. You never know. Yes, yeah. but they have great appetizers, too. So do you have a bucket list of where you're going to go next when the world changes it and opens up, up again um, when yes. the bucket list is over? I mean, honestly, <laughs> I hope, I just hope that, you know, these people are my friends. These are people I've worked with for years and years. Everyone just makes it through this and comes back and they thrive, you know? So that's what I care about more than anything else. Um, I I miss all the places that I, you know. You know um, the social interaction. Yeah, and, and I miss a miss. lot of dishes, of course, but I, I'm more like concerned. Like I, I feel sad, like I, I actually am hurting through this, you know? I agree. So. Yeah, I just, I feel for them. I, I know this is, what we read and what we see on TV is not even an ounce of what they are going through. Yes. The and you do and the, get back to the community, have a relationship. 
Yes. Tell so, us about that. Yeah. So I, uh, again, this is go. This goes back to what we see and what we hear about and read is just not uh -huh. an ounce of what is actually mm -hmm. happening. So the food bank reached out to me. Um, they wanted somebody who could kind of try to relay the help that they need. And so they wanted an Instagram host or like a social media mm -hmm. host to sort of reach a younger audience mm -hmm. or an audience that would maybe try to understand like, hey, maybe we can volunteer or maybe we see what's actually going on behind mm -hmm. these walls. Because the food bank is sort of, um, everyone sees like the red cans in the grocery mm -hmm. store and people understand like, okay, we donate canned goods, but there's so much more that they do, you know, and there's so much more that volunteers can do without, you know, having to either open your wallet if you can't give money. So that's where I sort of came in. Um, they wanted me to make videos where I'm in, I'm in the actual facility and just show people like, hey, you can come in for three hours or more. Um, you can be as young as six years old, eight years old. You can, you know, older, or you can do whatever. You can, these, you can do these tasks and help out in this way. You can't donate money. And so that's kind of what they wanted us to show in these videos. Like, um, we need help. We are very shorthanded and we need, you know, um, people to help us, especially now, you know, or especially during a time of need when there's maybe a flood or, so that's kind of why, you know, I was trying to help that way. I love getting on Instagram. I love making videos. I think nobody should be without food, obviously. So that's why I wanted to maybe reach a different sort of audience that maybe doesn't want to think about the food thing. They're not reading or the majority of it. That's how I think it's so beautiful. And it's amazing how you brought all this together. We can definitely see your authenticity and all of this and the way you connect with people and collaborate. We can't wrap up without last asking about your fashion because you are so stylish. Oh my, oh my gosh. And you darling in all of your posts. Thank you. And you didn't choose a food name for your Instagram. You chose <laughs> Hot Pink Houston. Oh my gosh. So you have pink nails. Like yes. where, how did you come up with such a darling name that most foods aren't pink? What's no. up with that? <laughs> it's a donut are. <laughs> um, but see, we have it. our pink one today. Pink yes. Thank you. <laughs> Um, I I oh, yes, yeah, I've got, got my rainbow socks yeah, on today, yes. So I like We're those. all inclusive. We're I all inclusive like here. <laughs> um, no, well, my fashion, I'm, I'm so far and opposite from a fashion blogger. Like, I could never be. Sometimes when I see them, I get anxiety because I'm like, how do they do this every day and think about this? I'm so basic because I... I'm just not a food blogger. I would so much rather put that effort into food uh -huh. <laughs> and like reading about food or styling food or just anything to do with food. I fashion is I'm like a basic, like one dress. But you look incredible. Thank you. But I just I'm usually I'm in like a t-shirt and jeans or t-shirt and short or like you know, one piece or two piece. Mm -hmm. I'm not gonna accessorize with stuff. I'm just like easy, you mm -hmm. know? Super, super easy. Um but pink. Yeah, I like pink. Is that your favorite color? No. Okay, so I'll tell you where the name came uh -huh. from. All right, because we, we're trying to get it out of here. Yeah, no, the name <laughs> came from years ago. There weren't a lot of available names, like, when yes. you're searching for names that, because I wanted to secure, like, a website 
and the Instagram name because I wanted to like work on a website that would match it. So that was hard. And so um, at the time I was thinking of like, you know, 30 something.com or like Houston something, you know, something that would match things to do in Houston or whatever. Nothing like that was available. Then I thought, okay, something to do with girls doing things that are fun because if girls are doing stuff, guys will follow. <laughs> you know? That's pretty Straight. amazing how that works. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so that's what I was thinking. And then Food and alcohol level. <laughs> yeah, right. Just FYI. Right. And for us, it was altitude and alcohol. Oh, that, that's cool. But see, there's no altitude in Houston. No. Nope. Right? Yeah. So then I thought, um, you know, and I didn't want to stick, I didn't want to stick to just food and alcohol. Because I thought. to keep it open. Yeah, I wanted yeah. to keep it open. So that's why I was thinking just girls. Like, if girls go places, guys will go. So I thought just the color, like, hot pink. And that'll make it, like, girl-centric. Well, you nailed it. Yeah. We love it. And now the hot pink is just kind of like a fun. Exactly. Yeah. Well, it's, um, I know, when we were rebranding. Oh, her too. Yeah, just I love it. Yeah, it's kind of pink. And I've got pink, um, in essence, too. But um, when we were titling our um, podcast, it is such a process to come up with a title. And I think that's for people that are listening that are thinking about starting their own business. It really needs to go back to that authenticity and to your journey and what, and what to the core, not what's obvious, but for me, Every person that ever walks in our store and that has never heard of us or just happens to come by or even found us online and come in, they say, how do I know it's real? That's a question they ask. And that's a question we're all asking now with politics, with COVID, with uh, relationships, dating, friendships. Mm -hmm. Our daughter's 13. She's diving into it with friendships. So that's how we came up with. Not dating yet. Yes. No, she is not <laughs> dating. This fella, 13, you're not dating. Not an option. But we came up with living the authentic life because it is, and there, it runs through just so many things. And we're so blessed to live in a, a town that is so authentic. We saw it with Harvey. We're seeing it with COVID. We saw it with the way we handled Floyd. But thank you for being here. Thank you for sharing with us. We're excited to do a giveaway with you oh, yes, and a collaboration. Uh, and we're so and maybe a giveaway from one of her restaurants can throw something in. I know. Maybe we have to. Yeah. Maybe it's an idea. Well, I want to get back together. Roseanne came up with the idea of maybe during restaurant month. We can collaborate. Yeah. For sure. That's a good idea. Stay tuned for more yeah. exciting things. And um, until we meet again next Thursday, we'll be back in Vail and we'll be meeting. With so our nice. girlfriend, Trisha Swenson, she writes with The Veil daily, and she's interviewed the most amazing people from around the world that have come through Veil, and we're doing a pop-up shop at Luca Bruno for our last guest, and um, you can find us there. Yeah. Awesome. Thank you for coming. No, thank you for having me. This is so much fun. Bye, awesome. guys. All right. Bye, Adam. Have a great one.